0: Chapter 1 of A Paraphrase upon the Epistle of Paul to the Galatians. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Paraphrase upon the Epistle of Paul to the Galatians by Thomas Boston. Chapter 1 Verse 1 Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ, and God the Father, who raised him from the dead verse two and all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of galatia verse three grace be to you and peace from god the father and from our lord jesus christ paul an apostle not an apostle of men as an ambassador of a state but an apostle of the great god and that not mediately by man as ordinary church officers but called thereunto immediately by god man jesus christ and by god the father who raised christ from the dead and so gave an infallible testimony to the doctrine of christ who being raised from death may as well be allowed to send out me for an apostle as he did others while he was yet bodily present on the earth verse two and all the professors and ministers of the church that are with me at the writing hereof who do approve of this my epistle to me dictated by the spirit unto the congregations of the country galatia whom i still hold for true churches notwithstanding of the errors embraced by them verse three the good will and favour of god and all sorts of true peace and prosperity be to you from the father as the fountain of all grace and from christ as the only conduit by which both flow or can flow to sinners verse four who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of god and our father Verse 5. To whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen. Verse 4. Whom, seeing I have named, I cannot but commend, the rather that we may see we have so much in him for our perfect happiness, as that we need not look to our own works for an eke, for he gave himself to the death for expiating our sins, which cannot be but sufficient for that end and one great design of his dying for us was that he might deliver us from the snares which the wicked men of this present world lay for us which is too sadly verified in your being ensnared by the false teachers among you this christ did according to the will and decree of the father who was concerned for the redemption of the elect so that he gave a commission to the son for that purpose verse five and therefore let him have the glory of our redemption by our lips and lives and seeing time is not sufficient for the work of his praise, let it be echoed out of the saints' mouths to all eternity. So be it. Verse 6. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that call you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Verse 7. Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you, and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Verse 6 i am surprised to hear that ye are embracing the doctrine of the necessity of the observation of moses's law and mixing the works of the law whether ceremonial or moral with the righteousness of christ in point of justification and to make way for that over the belly of the doctrine i taught you ye hearken to false teachers questioning my apostolic office and suggesting that i had the doctrine of the gospel only from a second hand which i have since corrupted i marvel i say that ye have embraced these doctrines whereby you making defection being carried thereto by others from god who by my ministry called you to christ's gospel the gospel of free grace are carried off and that very suddenly which aggravates your sin unto a pretended gospel for seven which is not a gospel at all for it brings bad instead of good news but i cannot lay all the blame on you there are some among you who as winds do trouble waters so they trouble your churches by their new doctrine stirring up divisions and bringing many to that they know not what to believe or whom and they no less trouble your consciences drawing you off from the perfect righteousness of christ whereby it comes to pass that ye can never have solid peace within and they would overturn the gospel setting up a doctrine inconsistent with the doctrine of the gospel verse eight but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you let him be accursed verse eight but so fully am i persuaded of the truth of the doctrine i have preached to you and of the perfection and sufficiency of it for true happiness that i doubt not to anathematize and declare separated from christ accursed of god and to be destroyed myself or an angel from heaven and declare separated from Christ, accursed of God, and to be destroyed, myself or an angel from heaven, if either of us should preach another gospel, way of justification or salvation. Verse 9. As we said before, so I say now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Verse 9. It is not my passion and unruly rage that makes me talk thus, but my zeal for God and therefore with all soberness I denounce the same against any man that shall adventure so to do. Ye formerly received the very same doctrine that I preached, and therefore so let it be to him who preaches what is inconsistent with your former principles. Verse 10. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Verse 10 wonder not i am so bold in devoting to a curse those that preach other doctrine than i for though when i was a pharisee i persuaded people to hear and follow the dictates of men which humour yet remains with your teachers yet now my only business is to persuade men to hear and follow the dictates of god himself so that it is god's cause not my own or men's neither do i seek to humour men as those teachers of yours bend their doctrine to carry favour with the jews which was my own way in the time of my blindness But if that were my way still, I should not be about Christ's work, and so I should be not the servant of Christ, but of men. Verse 11. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. Verse 11. But I am the servant of Christ, for I assure you, the doctrine I preached to you was not from earth, but from heaven. Verse 12. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse 12 for i neither received it from men as the authors of it though men would be found the highest spring of the new doctrine among you if you would impartially examine the author of it neither was i taught it mediately by the help of any apostle or other man as some allege but i had it by immediate revelation from jesus christ at the time of my conversion verse thirteen for ye have heard of my conversation in time past in the jews religion how that beyond measure i persecuted the church of god and wasted it Verse 14. And I profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals in mine own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. Verse 13. The truth of which will convincingly appear from a short history of my life. For ye have heard of my former conversation while I was a Jew, and I grudge not to confess it to my own shame and God's glory, how I was an eminent persecutor of the church." and like an enemy going through a land with fire and sword, leaving nothing but desolations behind him. So I wasted the church, getting some killed, others scattered. Verse 14. And I wanted not parts to my hostile mind, for though, I shall not say, I profited more in the Jewish religion than those that were elder than myself, or than all those that were of the same standing with me, or those in other nations, Yet I may without breach of modesty say that I was more learned in Judaism than many of my standing in mine own nation. And the worst part of that religion, even unwritten traditions to which Christ was a great enemy, I bestowed the cream of my zeal upon, which zeal had arrived to an exceeding high pitch. Verse 15. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace... Verse 16. To reveal his Son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Verse 17. Neither went I up to Jerusalem, to them which were apostles before me, but I went into Arabia, and returned again unto Damascus. Verses 15, 16, and 17. Yet notwithstanding all this, when the time appointed of God for my conversion came, and it pleased God, who from my mother's womb had separated me to the apostolic office, in so far as his providence had, from that time, been secretly working to shape me out for the work, bringing me into the world by such parents, giving me a healthful constitution, and the benefit of human learning, who also by his powerful and overcoming grace called me to himself, who had been running away from him when it pleased him i say to give me the saving knowledge of christ which in an extraordinary way without the preached word did immediately break into my soul to the end i might not only be saved there by myself but might preach the same christ unto the heathen world then i was so persuaded of the divinity of the doctrine revealed and so clear as to my call to the ministry that i would not consult mine own reason nor any man whatsoever as to my duty in this case Neither did I return from Damascus to Jerusalem to meet with the other apostles to get a permission from them to preach or to get my call confirmed by them but without disputing the call of God having first stayed certain days in Damascus and preached acts 9:19-22 I went not without great hazard and pains to preach to the heathen arabians and returned from arabia afterwards and came to damascus acts 9:23 verse 18 Then, after three years after my conversion, I went up from Damascus to Jerusalem to make a visit to Peter, not to learn anything from him, but to give a testimony of agreement in the same doctrine, he being the great apostle of the Jews and I of the Gentiles, and it was but short time I abode with him, so that I had not time to learn. Verse 19. But other of the apostles I saw none save James, the Lord's brother. Verse 19. Neither learned I of the rest of the apostles, for I saw none of them but James, our Lord's kinsman according to the flesh. Verse 20. Now the things which I write unto you, behold, before God I lie not. Verse 20. Now as to the truth of these things, seeing God's glory and your edification requires it, I confirm it by an oath, declaring before God, as a judge and witness in the matter, that I am speaking nothing but truth. Verse 21. Afterwards I came into the regions of Syria and Cilicia. Verse twenty two, and was unknown by face unto the churches of Judea which were in Christ. Verse twenty three, but they had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past now preacheth the faith which once he destroyed. Verse twenty four, and they glorified God in me. Verse twenty one, afterwards I came into the regions of Syria, and particularly into Cilicia, my native country, and preached the gospel there. Verse twenty two, and though the christian churches in judea visible members of christ's body were not acquainted with me having been but occasionally sometimes in jerusalem and made no considerable stay and having made it my business familiarly to converse with those of my own charge rather than them to whom i had not such a special relation verse twenty three yet when they heard the news of my conversion and of my preaching that doctrine which once i endeavoured to destroy by persecuting the professors thereof Verse 24, they acknowledged the mercy and power of God appearing in His dealing with me and by me, and considering me as a convert and successful preacher, they gave God glory upon my account. End of chapter 1